Hello, everyone, and welcome to the inaugural episode of an unnamed podcast. Uh, it's hosted by, you know, yourself, Lucas Gaynor, and I have my co-host here, Isaiah Barberman. Uh, we could not be more excited to get the show started. Um, before we really dive into any specifics, man, about anything, Isaiah, man, how the hell are you doing today, man? How's the fam? Life is good? I'm doing good. Life is good, man. Can't complain. You know, daughter's healthy, girlfriend's healthy. Beautiful. You know, I'm healthy. You know, my my brother's healthy. You know what I'm saying, Lucas. You know, so everything's good, man. I'm just excited to get uh, this this podcast rolling. Absolutely, man. You know, it's good, man. This is a you know an endeavor that I've kind of been thinking about for a while, man. Um, you know, Isaiah, you know, is a basketball player. You know, he's played overseas. Be, he played collegiately. Um, you know, and I think the goal of the show is not to be just a regular show having takes and analysis, you know, of the basketball, you know, Isaiah and I kind of want to put a more human spin, you know, on the way people talk about sports, because, you know, I don't want to get in my soapbox two minutes into the show, Isaiah, but at the end of the (laughs) day, man, you know, we see these big media companies, ESPN, Fox Sports, you know, even a lot of these local podcast networks, you know, I see it in Boston, they, they dehumanize and they talk crazy about these athletes without thinking about what these exactly. athletes and these basketball players have gone through to get to exactly. where they are, what they exactly. go through currently where they are in their exactly. life. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's always something I wanted to do is, you know, kind of host a sports talk show that, you know, of course, we still understand and know basketball and we're going to talk right. to X's and O's. We're going to talk to player personnel. But at the end of the day, I want to look at it through a slightly different lens, you know, just have a little more empathy compassion for what these guys deal with on the day-to-day because you know isaiah we spoke on the phone yesterday um and you know honestly this is just a good segue man isaiah we can we can get into you know a little bit of our personal stuff a little bit later but we were talking yesterday of course about the john morant situation right right and uh i said to you on the phone and this is real shit is that if I was in a position like a young man like John Morant when I was 22 or 23, mm-hmm. hundreds of millions of dollars, all the pressure of performing every night, man. I said to you, I folded in front of tiny high school crowds. Okay, man. All right. <laughs> Me you know, as it well. Takes a lot Me of as well. Strength mm-hmm. to succeed in that situation. And me as somebody who's made mistakes with far less pressure in their life, you know what I'm saying? Who all am right. I to sit here and judge John Morant? You yeah, know what I'm saying? For sure. He's yeah, not, for sure. He's, he's not doing the right things. Okay, you know, I think he's making some mistakes and we'll get into this, but that's just kind of the gist of the show, man. I'm not going to sit here and shoot down a man and, 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 you know, punch down on him when he's down. When I know probably in a situation I will be making some pretty bad mistakes myself. I feel like that's kind of, you know, the whole gist of the show, man. But I said, man, why don't you just give us a little uh, give us a little background about yourself and your and, you know, your relationship with basketball, man. Yeah, man. Well, I mean. First and foremost, I'm a huge basketball fan. Like since a kid, you know, that's been my number one passion. Playing, not playing, you know, sitting down, you know, watching games, talking basketball. It's just a huge passion of mine. Um, I played played uh at a high school in uh nearby Seattle, Washington, called Lake Washington High School. I also transferred to Interlake High School, uh, played all four years of varsity basketball. Um and then I went on to JUCO. Played uh, two years of JUCO, kind of off and on, kind of a late bloomer. So went to uh, Skagit Valley in Mount Vernon, Washington, then um, tore my Achilles, actually. And then that kind of took me out for a couple years. I thought I was done and then came back a little later in life, went to um, Ocean County College, New Jersey, 
did okay there, and then finished out at LaRoche University, which is a D3 in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And then um, I went on to play in Spain for a year. And then, you know, some things didn't go go well over there, to be honest. And, uh, you know, I kind of set aside basketball, but always been passionate, always, you know, try to train, always try to, like, hoop. So um, that kind of went left and then took, like, two, three, I think four years off. And then I was like, man, let me try to go uh, make my dream come true. So I tried to go um, – or I did go – play in Spain. I went to this um, academy in Spain called Euro Basketball um, Academy, went there for two months. And then I signed with a small league team, nothing too crazy, uh, MB Torrent out in Valencia. Um, That's still pretty Spain. crazy, man. I don't care how I mean, it's, team it's is, cool, man. man. Like, you know, I went there, um, played, and then, you know, money wasn't like, obviously, like, trying to get paid to play, you know what I'm saying? You're trying right. to make your hobby into your you know, career yeah. lifeline. So, yeah. um, I didn't get paid that much. So I was like, man, like, I'm not trying to go through the ringer to, you know, get, get to the Euro league or some other big league, you know what I mean? Cause it's a process. If you're not a big name, it's a process to get to those leagues that pay a lot of money. You know what I mean? So, Absolutely. um, came back, you know, started working, um, you know, met my girlfriend, Allison. We just had a, had a daughter, a beautiful little girl named Mila. And now, thank you. I appreciate that. Now, um, you know, I just got that, you know, got that itch back. You know what I'm saying? I feel like having a daughter as well, you know, you kind of, you try to lure them into the right directions in life. And like, you always want to tell them, you know, follow your dreams. And like, if I, if I tell her to follow her dreams and I didn't, you know, who am I? A hundred percent. That's real, man. You know what I'm saying? So that's a real thing. So I'm trying to get back to it. You know, don't know where I'm going to be at, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see. We'll get get into it. Oh, that's real, man. That's real. You know, a few things I want to comment on that. I mean, honestly, man, you know, I know you said it's not big time or whatever, bro. A lot of people want to go play overseas and they are never able to make that dream come true. So it don't matter for sure. how long or what size team, bro. That is still amazing. And I, I think it's even that, amazing, bro, bro what you just that. said, chasing your dream because you got to lead by example. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the right. day which I respect. And also, man, after tearing your Achilles, man, a lot of people won't ever step on a basketball court again, let alone play play professionally, bro. So, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, listen, you know, obviously Isaiah, our guy Isaiah has got a warrior spirit, man. And he obviously is very passionate about the game here that we're going to discuss. I you know, that, man. of course, bro, it's coming straight from the heart, man. And uh, at the end of the day, you know, I don't necessarily have the same resume. Okay. Playing wise. Nah, you're Isaiah. a hooper, man. Nah, stop it. If you play college basketball, day, man, whoever's listen. listening to this, if you play college basketball, I don't care if it's Juco, D1, yeah. D2, D3. NAIA, you know, whatever, like you're a hooper, man. So, no, he's he, that, that is real, though, man. It don't matter what level you play at, bro. If you play some sort of collegiate level, you are definitely a hooper. But, you know, I would say my relationship with basketball is less about my playing career because, you know, in high school, man, you know, of course, classic. I mean, the coach didn't see eye to eye, play point guard. Yeah. The coach's son played point guard. I got cut from the team, right? But there was mm-hmm. an open tryout at the college I went to, right? And, right. You know, I, I made the team. The coach said, where'd you play in high school? I told him I got cut. He said, you're just going to skip a level. But that's not really where I learned a lot about basketball. Right. You know, I was lucky enough to be trained um, by a man named Noah LaRoche. Pretty much taught me yeah. everything I know about basketball. Integrity Hoops is the program. You know, I got to shout out Noah, man. He's worked with numerous professionals. He worked in China. He worked for the OKC Thunder. He worked for Tilton, Tilton Academy, bro. Sure, which has turned turned out hella NBA and Division One players, mm-hmm. and uh, you know he 
I'm fortunate enough to be from the same area as him. You know, I knew his little brother from playing football. I got into the program, you know, when it was still very early. And it's and he taught me everything I know, man, pretty much. And he stresses the fundamentals, positioning, decision making, you know, skill work. Um, so I literally owe this man everything I know, you know, about Amazing. basketball. And to be real, Isaiah, man, you know, I bet if you talk to Noah, and I'm sure we could even have him on the show, man. He'll tell you the same thing I'm about to tell you, man. I didn't take it that seriously, you know, back then. Mm. You know, I could have been, I could have been different. You know, I, I never would have been no professional basketball player, but I could have been better than I was. You know what I'm saying? You know, I wasn't fully invested. You know, as a player, as a kid. You know what I'm saying? I was an adolescent, right? Right. But you know, all the things he taught me stuck with me. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I'm so grateful that I learned the game from him because he taught he taught me, like I said, everything I know, man. He clearly is very knowledgeable. Worked for an NBA team, trained NBA players. Sure. Um, and, Top you know, I, I really would love to get him on the show because he also is very – he's an understanding guy as well about the human aspect of things, you know, and I think that ties in with, you know, his biggest thing is decision-making in basketball. And that's why you see Isaiah. You know, a lot of people fall in love with these pretty games, but these yeah. guys might have pretty games, but they don't make good decisions. So, but <laughs> listen, don't, I don't want to go too get far into down that. that. I don't want to go too far down that road. You definitely go get into that. Of course. I also want to say, man, don't <laughs> let, you know, don't let the modest – for you man Luke. Stop. come on man no listen man i'm not man you can go yeah and i can't even lie where i gained my most like where i really came into my own as a basketball player is like after after uh i played in college is when i literally mm -hmm. moved to chicago man and started playing pickup in chicago because if you're trash you don't get on the court okay <laughs> okay so imagine. i had to be I good at the end of the day um no, and honestly, I learned a lot about basketball playing there, too. I can't even lie, you know, culturally. Right. And, you know, just it really made me fall in love with basketball again, you know, because moving right. from a place like New Hampshire to Chicago, bro, the basketball scene is uh, there's none and then there's all of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah. Kind of made sure. me appreciate the game again after, like, you know, turning that into a grind for me. It kind of made me right. love the game. Um. So, yeah, man. So I'm sure you guys will see, you know <laughs> – my trainer's influence, you know, I also train, you know, I trained, I worked with him as well, training, you know, you know, fifth through fifth through seventh graders, you know, doing oh, some amazing. skill development and stuff. So I'd say that is definitely more where I like, I would say I cut my teeth, you know, as a basketball person, not necessarily right. playing more, just being around the game, learning the game and teaching the game for me. Right. Um, you know, but, but yeah, I think we can dive straight into the, uh, into what we mentioned earlier, yeah, the Morant situation, man, Isaiah, I'm just going to let you go, man. Um, Cause you know, a lot of people skip Bayless. A lot of people on Twitter, man, are saying really wild stuff, man. And like right. I said, Jaws making mistakes, man. And he's gotta be accountable and make up for his mistakes. But I, like I said, I'm not gonna sit here and tear the man down. So what are right. your whole thoughts about the discourse of what's going on? And then what are your thoughts about what he's doing as well? Um, with the John Moran situation, um, I'm kind of sympathetic with it. You know, um, I honestly think he's having a, a little bit of an identity crisis. Um, I think he's trying to, portray something that maybe he's not but i honestly don't understand how people are really like going at him saying like he's had a great upbringing all this type of stuff like scratch that we don't know that you know right. what i mean you're saying you're you're um or most people are saying that because of the picture of yes, which is ridiculous man. you know what i'm saying two of his parents are in polos or taking a group picture like if that's the case like 99.9 percent .9 of us you know what I mean? Have the same type of picture right. in the house and we didn't have the greatest upbringing. You know what I'm saying? Right. So like, I just feel like he's getting falsely accused of a lot of stuff. Um, but also 
honestly, I think with him, you know, he needs to really sit down and look in the mirror. That's I feel that's the first first step of him Mm -hmm. kind of, you know, getting getting the help that he needs. And I'm not going to comment on what, you know, was said about him and, you know, situation of rehab, all that type of stuff. But because that's all hearsay. Yeah, that's all hearsay, you know, stuff. But um, I kind of like want to address the picture that kind of has been popping up on social media. Have you seen the picture of him in the club? Strip club. Yeah, I'm I honestly am not a fan of that being out there at all. I'm not a fan of it either because you know, I mean, that's what you kind of do at a, a, a club like that. Like, you know what I mean? He's not doing anything wrong, in my opinion. No, right. Like not, they're just trying to tear him down now, man. Exactly. Because I'm not like like people saying, Oh, he's got a wife and kids. It's like, all right, bro, listen, that's not my place to judge a man for that. You know what I'm saying? Now, yeah. now the whole the gun thing, you know, is different. The red beam at the Pacers bus, that's a right. lot different, right? Right. Exactly. You, know, but you know how many athletes men are gonna go to the club, man, and like yeah. like that who maybe have you know, I'm not gonna sit here and say that that's right or wrong. I just right. don't know wanna know about that. And honestly, that's terrible business. That club exactly. should never release that picture or nothing like exactly. that. If they want business, they should never do that. Yeah. Okay. That so I'm that 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 was some nasty work as the internet. Yeah, very, that is very nasty, nasty. Yeah, work, man. Yeah, I wanted to address that because honestly, you're just tear, you're just character. Um, you're just trying to tear someone's character down. And honestly, I feel like John Morant's more of a good guy than what he's been portrayed as in the media now because he's made one mistake or a couple mistakes, and that doesn't, and that's not that you're not gonna tear this guy down. Like he's he's a, an amazing athlete. Seems like an amazing human being that just has some things that he needs to work on. And, and, that, and, and that's the thing, Isaiah, like, A, you know, the internet is not the place for nuance, right? Like, I understand exactly. that when I go on Twitter, I'm not going to see people have thoughtful takes and really thinking about what they're saying before they say it, because that's not right. what Twitter is. But that's kind of right. why, like, partially why I don't like being on sports Twitter anymore. <laughs> you know, it's truthfully. Yeah. Because it's, yeah. and I know it's never going to be thoughtful. It's never going to be nuanced, but okay. I don't have to like it still. You know what I'm saying? It's just right. everybody trying to make jokes about another man just to get some likes so they feel better about themselves. You exactly. know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, it's not real, but, but, um, I don't know, man. Listen, the thing about, like you said, man, Ja is being portrayed as like some demon because he's made some mistakes. Now, right. now for me, the most, like, I think they're all mistakes, but, for me, the most serious mistake is the red beam at the Pacers bus. Yeah, exactly. That. For me, there's no excuse for that, bro. None, none at all. None. none at all. That's not good. You should not be bringing no gun on the on the on the private jet on the on your team plane, man. Right. Um. So, like I said, I do condemn what is happening. But like you said, man, I think it's more of an identity crisis, man. Who yeah. who of us, who among us, man, in their early twenties wasn't grappling with themselves to figure out who they truly bro. are exactly and you and then to make it worse you're putting you're giving me 250 million and like, cameras like, in his face man yeah like what like what is he supposed to do not everybody is like equipped like lebron or you know of course man lebron's one you know one man. steph curry's one yeah like steph exactly like they're not you know what i mean like not everyone's like that you know what i'm saying We're, they're human you know we what i mean we so, see like, paul pierce on instagram live man yeah exactly <laughs> exactly my point bro exactly my point so shout out the truth man but come on yeah shout out to paul paulie p man but yeah like he yeah i feel like with job man just gotta sit down man you know 
figure out what he really wants to do. You know what I mean? He's he's on the verge of being the face of the NBA, or he was. You know, or, so. yeah, he's definitely he was in line to be one of the next pillars of the league for sure. Right, right. And he I kinda, think he, he still has that ability, man. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. You just got to clean up some stuff. That's it. But like, you gotta go um, on that PR he, tour, man. Come on. Man. Exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> kind of reminds me of uh, of how like Allen Iverson was when first came in the league. He was demonized, man. You know what I mean? Kind of like how AI was. You know, I feel like AI could never do right. You know what I'm saying? After the one incident that happened in high school. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, again, another another kid that, you know, another dude that came up out of a, an environment that's not that good. And you're throwing yeah, similar money at him. What is he supposed region, to do? You know, similar. Part yeah, of the country, yeah, exactly. Too. Down south. So, like, you know, I just feel like you just got to humanize these players, man. Like, they're going to make mistakes. Like, I feel like Josh shouldn't go on Twitter or see on Sports Center that, you know, some some older dude is calling him a crip when they don't. No, nah, yeah, I got I got no words for Skip Bayless. You know what I mean? That, that one, they man. don't. Yeah, exactly, and they don't like know that type of lifestyle to begin with. To even <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily call speak on that, that if you're not, you know, if you're not a, you know, I don't know, Skip. That just seemed like dumb as shit for him to yeah, do. Yeah, you that. just seem you just like you're just trying to tear him down, like like we just said, like you're just trying to like throw salt in the wound you know what i mean so yeah. honestly i think you know jaw's gonna be okay you know he's getting Same. i hope he's getting the help that he needs and he's gonna come back dunking on everybody's favorite center and and then all good is gonna be good, all right so. exactly man so yeah you got he got he got to get in the gym and work on that you know maybe that jumper man if you get, if that jumper ever gets the 40 percent on three balls man, <laughs> who the fuck is rap. guarding that guy no seriously it's a wrap I'm it's serious. Like he can hit pull up threes at like a 35% clip. Who the hell is guarding John Moran? Yeah, it's a wrap for the next 10 to 15. <laughs> it's a wrap. No, so that, that would be what I would say to John. Get off Instagram live and then just make sure you have a knockdown jumper. But seriously, exactly. man, you know, I know he went on Instagram live and was doing this. So he was kind of broadcasting it himself. But mm. I think the last thing I'll say is that, man, if I ever was in the public eye at his age, man, or a little, a few years earlier, bro. If this guy's getting condemned, you know, I never pointed no red beams at anybody, but I was doing some stupid <laughs> shit, okay? Right, right, right. And if it was broadcast, if my parents seen what I was doing, you know what I'm saying? I'm not, like, you know, I'm just classic, right. you know, young teenage dumb shit, you know what I'm saying? Early yeah. 20s shit, like, exactly. drinking too much, partying too much, whatever it is, like, yeah, just not things I necessarily would want the world to see, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, I'm not going to sit here, like, like I said, I, I'm condemning what he's doing. I don't want to make it seem like, oh, it's all good. He, these people are being, you know, blah, blah, blah. No, he's making some pretty big mistakes. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, I think I'm going to have a little more compassion than I've seen, you know, people have for this guy. Right. Um, I just, yeah. I feel like and, you should pray for him more than that. Exactly. No, exactly. Think, yeah, exactly, man. But I think, yeah, I think we pretty much covered that, man. We're pretty much in lockstep on the John Morant situation. Um, sure. I think we can switch gears here to just a little more, a little more on court yeah. stuff, Isaiah. You know, something, some, uh, you know, the debate or you know, discourse that has been, you know, interesting to me is is obviously uh, is Nikola Jokic, right? Who's looking like he's the front runner right. to be a three time MVP. Right. Okay, correct me if I'm wrong, but the last person to three P, I believe, was the Great White Hope, Larry Bird. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Goaty though, he's a- no, no. Listen, listen. Yeah. Uh, he deserves. Uh, I'm not even going to get into the Larry Bird thing. I could do all day, man. People disrespect Larry Bird, man. Yeah, Bird top five. He's not better. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. There we go. Look we'll have that, it. We'll man. have it. We'll have a debate. We'll we'll talk we'll, about we'll, that we'll, another show. We'll definitely have time to do an all time like top ten list here. Yeah, because I would sure. love to see our yeah. stack up. But yeah, no. But so at the thing at the end of the day, man, Nikola Jokic, man, he's a phenomenal player. 
Not many guys ever like him in the NBA. He, mm-hmm. he he's averaging, you know, twenty plus points on very low usage, only about twenty percent usage. So he obviously is not right. dominating the ball. We know he's right. one of the best facilitators in the league, one of the best facilitating big men to ever step foot in the NBA. Right. Okay. He has touch. He can shoot from the mid range, from the three. He can post mm-hmm. you up, man. He, he he's a pretty smart team defender, Isaiah. Yeah. But you know, people talk about this guy as if he, maybe he's the best player in the NBA, right? Now, yeah. now the MVP Isaiah, I'll never have an argument with because the guy's a monster in the regular season, right. right? And guess what the MVP is? Regular season award, right? So I think that's where a lot of people, you know, they combine two debates into one when, when mm-hmm. they when they talk about Nikola Jokic, is they right. combine the MVP with him being the best player, which is those are two totally separate false. arguments. Totally false in my opinion, but because the MVP man, okay, sure he can get it, he deserves it, he earned it. Right. I'm not going to tear him down. But if you want to call him the best player, better than Stephen Curry, okay? If you want to call him better than Giannis, okay? And this is going to be a little spicy here, so people mm-hmm. get ready. If you want to call him better than Kevin Durant, if you want to call him better than Jason Tatum, it's all about what happens in April to June, like you said yesterday, Exactly, man. exactly. April to June. And it's not like Joker's bad in the playoffs. He keeps yeah. doing what he's good at. But yeah. what he's worse at gets accentuated. And we yeah. all know it's his perimeter defense. It's his yeah, defense in general, man. Because, you know, even yeah. the game even the game against the Spurs the other day, man, they were just attacking him downhill. Yeah. He, they were just getting by him. They were finishing above him at the rim. And, yeah. you know, I think at a certain point, man, that his weakness, it's – I don't, I don't want to compare him to Trey Young, like, because obviously they're so vastly different. Right. But for me, if they, I think Joker is far better than him. I'll say that, first of all. Yeah. And secondly, but you got to scheme your defense and your personnel around their weaknesses. Joker's right. is easier to scheme for than Trey Young's, right? Because he's seven feet tall, right? Right. But at that point, there's nothing Joker can do. You know, almost right. nothing he can do to improve in that aspect. So it's got to be personnel around him making up for his weakness. And I'm sorry, people like to get on Steph Curry for his defense. They don't have to make up for it around him they just need to have a good defense Steph Curry right, puts yeah, in work on the defensive end bro Steph Curry right. is not 5'10 170 pounds bro he's six foot right. fucking three okay yeah he can move his feet he's right. in the gym you know what I'm saying right. people love to talk about him say what you want about KD not a not an all-time lockdown defender but when KD's locked in on defense man he's locked in oh he's one of the best yeah Jason Tatum man this is my favorite tell about the Celtics they tell me when people tell me Jalen Brown is better at defense than Jason Tatum I can tell you right now you don't watch the Celtics Okay, I can tell you right now, JB has a brilliant right. moments on the ball, but as an overall defender, it's not even, it's not even really a debate for me. Jason is terrific. Wow. Okay, right. um, and and then you know that's my thing with Joker is that Joker is still one of the best players in the NBA. I would say for me, right. he's comfortably I would say he's top five in the NBA, top five, top six. You know what I'm saying? I'll give you that, yeah. You know, you and I don't think that's disrespectful of me to say. No, not at all. And, and this is why I want to definitely differ the MVP convo from what I'm saying right now. Because a lot of people still disagree with what we're saying, Isaiah. I really do think so. And, I, and that's yeah. fair because Joker is dominant, man. Yeah, but he definitely is. This season is going to tell us a lot, Isaiah, because I talked to my boy Ben. He's a huge mm-hmm. Joker fan, you know. And, uh, and basically, he's admitted this year as well. He said, you know, man, this is the best team Joker's had going into the playoffs. The healthiest team he's had going into the playoffs. He's right. got to show us. 
that he can perform like the first or second best player in the NBA for him right. to keep ke- getting this praise that is heaped on him. Because he's, like I said, I want to emphasize, he's a phenomenal player, bro. He's literally one of my favorite yeah. players to watch. It's right. more about how people talk about him than actually his game or anything like that. Right, right. Um. So for me, you know, I'm really looking forward to see what he can do in the playoffs this year. Because if he takes Denver to the finals, man. Oh, he showed us. Bro, and this is the thing, man. Another thing before I let you go, right? I always – oh, hold on. Oh, my God. Jalen Ramsey to the Dolphins. I'm sorry. That just popped up. I'm oh, just, this is an NBA show, but I'm a Patriots fan, so that stinks for me. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to breeze past that. But the last thing I'll say, man, is – oh, that kind of just – that kind of distracted me, man. Now, go ahead. Nah, you're go all ahead. good, go you're ahead. All good man. Give us your uh, thoughts, man. So, Jokic, man, honestly, I'm going I'm to just piggyback what you're saying. Um, he's in a phenomenal talent, one of the best, you know, offensive bigs the, the game's ever seen. Kind of reminds me of, like, a modern-day Arvita Sabonis. Um, 100%. Or a younger – well, we didn't get him. I was about to say, we if didn't we, see if him we in his prime. prime Arvidas, exactly. We haven't seen him – seen Arvidas in his prime, but I would think that would what uh, Sabonis looked like a little bit, kind of him and Joker. Um but yeah, like you meant, like I, he has to he has to perform from April to June. You know, I'm I'm expecting him to. I don't want this to happen, but I'm expecting him to really go off in the playoffs and take Denver to the finals. Woo! If he's if he's if he's who everyone says he is, then he should have no problem this year taking him to the finals. Yeah, if he's one of the three I, best players in the league, bro. Yeah, he should be doing you got that. you got a healthy squad. You got M, uh, Michael Porter Jr. is playing. Very well right now. Aaron you got Gordon Jam- playing the best basketball of his career. Exactly. You got Jamal Murray back healthy, and he, you know what Jamal do. You know how Jamal can get in his bag. So, um, I honestly, I agree 100% with you. Um, Jokic gets headhunted a lot. People don't really say that. Dude, that's the thing, man. He gets headhunted a lot, bro. And honestly, if I was it, I would headhunt Jokic and try to get him in foul trouble. Like, he, like he can't guard anyone going downhill. Bro, and, that, and that's the thing, is that Isaiah, not to cut you off, but I feel like people confuse. Yeah. They say he's a trash defender. Bro, he mm-hmm. puts himself in decent help defense positioning. Right. But, bro, if, he, if it's downhill, exactly to what you're saying, bro, go ahead. If it's downhill, he's got he's got nothing down. Right. And if you're seven foot, bro, you're you're automatically an okay defender. Right. Like, let's stop. You know what I'm saying? Let's stop. Like, all you got to do is put your hands up some, most of the nights. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes. So, like, I, yeah, man, he, he, he be getting – he be getting exposed getting downhill, bro. Like, if you have players going downhill on Jokic, it's not good. You know what I mean? So, and honestly, in the playoffs, that's pretty much what it is. Yeah, no, exactly. Because Almost it's so nice. matchup dependent, man. Yeah, so, I don't know. Jokic is going to have, have some uh, – he's going to have to show me. You know what I'm saying? Little old me. But he's going to have to show me, like, he can get, get it done in the postseason, man. Because, like – yeah. These dudes, like, you're putting them over dudes like KD, Steph, last, like, Steph last night proved he's a top, still that dude. Because you know I hear saying? people say all the time, Joker's number two and Giannis is number one. So that means that people think he's better than Steph Curry. I'll I'm not going this. for that. I'm not going for that, man. I'm sorry. I'll tell you this. And, you know, I'm not, well, you know, listeners will. <laughs> <laughs> you're listeners not the biggest Steph Curry fan. Let's put it that way. But I'm not the biggest Steph Curry fan. But Steph is definitely that dude, well, one of those dudes, man. He's one of those ones. You know what I'm saying? Like him, you know, KD, like I just said, like I, I have problem I have trouble putting Jokic over them because of I haven't seen Jokic get to a level in the playoffs where it propels their teams to win yet. You know what I'm saying? 
right. like I haven't seen Jokic go into that that mode like guys like KD, Steph, Giannis, you know, even Tatum, uh, man. T- Tatum is ridiculous. You know Bro, what I'm saying? So Tatum, you know, like a Braun, like you know what I'm saying. I need to see that Luca, like <laughs> Luca. No, no, bro. Seriously. And then I think it's also like Joker's phenomenal with the ball in his hands, obviously for a guy his size. Right. But in the playoffs, man, the game slows down. And I understand Joker's amazing for half-court offense. I'm not trying to say that he's not good in the half-court offense. It's more just the – and, you know, he can create shots amazing for himself. But when it's compared to a guy like Kevin Durant or Steph Curry or or a guy who can have the ball in his hands with a little more fluidity because of their size – Right. You know, that shot creation obviously comes a little bit easier to guys like Luka, Tatum, KD, Steph, right. even Giannis. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, yeah. it's the shot creation is like pretty much a halfback dive, which I respect. I'm not trying to throw right. shit on Giannis. I, right. You know, I like. Uh, not the prettiest, but he gets it done. Bro, exactly. Giannis is a dog, man. Um, yeah. But yeah, that, I, I 100% agree. And uh, and I think what I was going to say earlier before that freaking Jalen Ramsey trade threw me off is that, bro, I want to be wrong. Mm-hmm. Bro, I don't ever want my opinion to supersede uh, any basketball player succeeding. You know what I'm saying? Right, I right. would rather be wrong about Joker not being one of the three best players, and I would rather him have a series where he averages 33, 12, and 10, and where he right. takes out the one seat or takes out, you know, the Suns. Right. Bro, right. that would be awesome. I yeah. just haven't seen it yet. In the one series where they, like, I feel like the one run where they did with, in the bubble, man, who is the best player on, on that team for, you know, the biggest series, man? <laughs> Jamal Murray. Simple as that. And now yeah. now the bubble's a whole other conversation. I don't even want to put my thoughts out there about the bubble, to be honest. But we could talk days on the bubble, man. You say that seems like a summertime conversation. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. We, we don't need to talk about that while basketball. For sure. Well, not Mickey Mouse basketball is going on. Right now, <laughs> so, uh, no, but, uh, but yeah, so listen, like I said, I'm not this this isn't a show where I'm trying to have any agendas, man, where I want, you know, that's I just wanted to say that because I don't want to I would like I said, me being right, what does that matter, bro? It doesn't mean shit at the end of the day. I would rather see a guy like Joker make some history, have a great run to the finals and prove me and any doubters wrong, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, I'm just telling you sure. what what I see with my eyes over the past few years and that's what I've seen, so I'm looking forward to watch him in the playoffs because the West, man, this is a great transition, great segue, man, because mm-hmm. the West, man, who the hell is going to win the West? Because we have no idea. The I have nu- no clue, man. The Nuggets have a shot. Yeah. The Kings like, have a shot. I can't. That like was literally everybody. the first team that came to my mind after the Nuggets. That's reckless, but it's the truth. The Kings are a good yeah. basketball team. Yeah, yeah. Fully sure. healthy. Nobody wants a fully healthy Lakers. You got the defending champion Warriors. You yeah. got the Grizzlies. You know, I know they've obviously got a lot going on. Yeah, you know, but and I never really see seen them as serious title contenders, honestly, just because they right. lack they lack the wings that like right. they need. I think Zaire Williams was drafted to be that guy, but he's mm-hmm. obviously raw as hell. You know, I yeah. loved his I loved his tape, what he could potentially do one day. Yeah, but he's not a right now guy. He's about he's about two years away. Yeah, exactly. And he's a young ass yeah. guy, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm not saying guy. I'm not an indictment on him. It just yeah, it just isn't the thing. Um, yeah, you know, isn't what they needed exactly right now. Um, I still think it was a good draft pick, though. I'll stand on that. But, yeah, uh, for sure. I think, I think honestly, you're going to get him where you want him to be in about two years. And I think exactly. that's when Memphis is going to make some real, real noise. So, Yeah, and yeah. then, um, you know, I loved the Pelicans were my dark horse at the beginning of the year, but they've barely Mine had too. Zion and B.I. play at the same time this year. So, yeah. you know, they've been, you know, fell off into a big degree. I know I'm forgetting the Suns. 
the Mavericks. You know what I'm so, saying? Yeah, yeah. The, the Mavericks uh, really – it hasn't really clicked yet. I don't – not for the Mavericks really at the end of the day. But it's going to take a little bit of time. You got the T-Wolves, I should have said, it's... and the Clippers, man. Yeah. Honestly, all those teams are about in the same tier to me. And that's like right. the first 10 teams in the West. Right. Luca and Kyrie scare me, bro. I, like especially in the playoffs I'm not, man i'm not gonna lie like they scare me in the playoffs bro like i don't know if i'm gonna see them in the playoffs dude like yeah, they're gonna like obviously like you said the game slows down and they're two of the best players in half court yeah like and, gonna be a, like a wwf tag team hey bro and seriously who do you want to guard off the catch luca or Kyrie? there's no right exactly answer, so it's like it's gonna be it's gonna be tough it's gonna be tough for teams and honestly i think man I think that, you know, people, a lot of people hit on Luca, you know, the ball's in his hands so much. I get it. I think that has to do with the personnel around him. Man, I love you know, Luka. he yeah. does need to, maybe he does need to move the ball a little bit more, but bro, it's not like he had a lot of guys who he could just default and pass to before Kyrie. Right. Now, the thing for me is I want Luca still to be the focal point because oh, yeah. bro, Kyrie, who's guarding him off the catch? Oh, nobody. If, if, if Kyrie's attacking a closeout, man, who's guarding him? Like, I'm sorry. Nobody. He's breaking Nobody. down the defense, and then you're kicking, yeah. you're swinging. Nobody. And you're going to get an open shot, man. It's as simple yeah. as that. Yeah. Um, man. So, you know, I really – I'm looking forward to seeing them in the playoffs. I need Suns, Mavs. I need that in the playoffs. Yeah, I man. need that Luka versus – Luka, D-Book, man. Oh, my yeah. God. And right now, they aren't going to play right now, but, you know, a lot of things could shake up. KD, yeah. unfortunately, injured, man. See, we talked, yeah, about this, we talked about this the other day, man, and I think that, you know, not to tie it back to Joker, but at the end of the day, man, if somebody tells me they're going to take Joker just because of durability, I think at this point, man, I'm going to live with that. I'm going to say oh, that's totally yeah. fair. Yeah. Because Joker's yeah, an sure. insanely durable guy, and Kevin, you know, his body's been – it's been struggling, man, the past couple of years. Ringer, I'm afraid man. he gets seems back like healthy, man. Yeah, it seems like he's just been, like, getting hurt and hurt and hurt. Um, ever since he uh, – that unfortunate Achilles injury. It's just been like downhill with his health. But um man, like I, I just feel like if Katie can come back healthy or like somewhat healthy, like he's good enough at 70, 80% to like to still make a huge that. impact for that squad. Yeah, exactly. So like if he can do that, then I think the Suns are going to be fine. Um, Lakers, Lakers, I mean, they look promising. They look promising. They need health. Um, yeah, they, man, if they could just stay healthy, man, and Braun come back, like I said, that's the only thing that kind of worries me because I feel like LeBron's about to come back and he got hurt at the worst time in the season because you're just about like a month and a half, two ish months out of the playoffs. You know, you're trying to make a run. Like, you know, Braun's rushing to get back. Like, you just know that. You know what I mean? And, like, with that foot injury, it's it's serious. You know what I mean? It's not something you can play with. Exactly. So, like, and he's been dealing with a foot injury that this whole season. So, uh, I'm just I'm, – I'm nervous to see how, like, he's going to look. You know what I mean? So, like, I don't know. But if he can get back to, like, form that he was, like, from, like, the begin- – like, midseason – Beginning midseason, I think the Lakers have a good enough shot to get to the finals as anybody in the West too. So, yeah, I know, the, man. That's why the West is so exciting because you, Clippers. Could much, you could insert any team and it wouldn't sound that crazy. Like, yeah, exactly. you know, man, I gotta give them some love, man. I gotta give the Sacramento Kings some love, man. Oh man, we stay, man. I I know I stay uh, 
sleeping on the Kings, man. 14 games right. over 500. Yeah, you're definitely right. De'Aaron Fox is seven games ahead of the Mavericks, six games ahead of the Warriors, a whole a qu- seven and a half or eight games ahead of the Lakers, seven and a half games ahead of the Lakers, man. Yeah. And you don't hear Jack you. squat about that, man. Listen, I have a question for you. Go ahead. So, shoot. MVP, right? Oof. Is for most valuable player, right? Right. Right. It's not best player in the league. It's not as most valuable to the team that, you know, is winning. Am I wild? And maybe the stats don't show it, but neither, like, Steve Nash had an amazing season when he won his MVPs. But, and people might be like, what? What is Isaiah talking about? But De'Aaron Fox. No, you're not wrong. What De'Aaron Fox has done for Sacramento this season, and when he, when it's clutch time, I don't know if there's been a better player this season than Darren Fox. Bro. De'Aaron Fox, excuse me. I, I I just see, like, as an MVP candidate, I feel like that should, like, some of that type of stuff, like, should matter. And I feel like he should – maybe he's not top three, four, five, but I feel like he should be talked about within the MVP race. And I've n- I haven't heard his name once. You know, that is honestly an incredible show because – you know what I was about to say before you said that is that, you know, the Tyrese Halberton trade, I absolutely hated, man. Right. Because I thought Halliburton was a terrific player. I thought that, you know, Sabonis was a hard guy to build around. Okay, sure. blah, 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 this and that. Well, you know, I still don't love it, but at the end of the day, man, it's clearly worked out for both teams. Right. And it's enabled Fox to kind of like, you know, step into. Do him be a player that he hasn't necessarily yeah. been before. And right. I'll tell you what, though, that clutch man, since his rookie year, man, you know, because I try to sprinkle in and watch a l- at least, you know, some of every team, you know, throughout yeah. the season. Yeah. And his rookie year, I remember I've watched, uh, you know, uh, every time I watch the Kings, I swear this guy had a clutch basket. He had a game-winning dunk. He had a game-winning putback. Right. Like, right. oh, this guy has been a clutch player. I loved him at Kentucky. And this year yeah. he just ascended to a different level, man. He's averaging 25, 6, and 3 on 52 and 33% shooting. Now, people are going to scoff at the 33, man, but that's, you know, really not that terrible, especially for yeah. a guy who wasn't a shooter coming out. And 52% right. from the field from the way he plays means he's finishing the ball phenomenally. Right. Okay. And without him, he's their, he's their engine, man. Without him, they are not even close right. to the second seed. Exactly. So I think that's a very deserved shout for De'Aaron Fox to be in the MVP race. Um. Absolutely, man. And, you know, shout out. To, you know who I want to shout out? Former Laker, man. Former teammate of De'Aaron Fox, I believe. <laughs> Malik Monk, man. Microwave, man. Micro, bro, if you put the microwave badge from 2K in a dictionary, fan, <laughs> his picture is right there. But, no, but Malik. seriously, Monk was a fen- is a phenomenally talented offensive player. He's a so phenomenal athlete, man. And I'm so glad he went to Sacramento because this group of guys, this group of young guys who are – Maybe you feel like they were counted out a little bit. A few guys like that. Kevin Herter, man, had some huge games in the playoffs. Yeah. And his own team didn't even want him back. Malik yeah, Monk crazy. has all the talent in the world. Lakers said, uh, you know, we're not going to really offer you too much money after one year for us, okay? De'Aaron right. Fox, everybody said, oh, Halliburton's better than you. Now, that's a whole right. separate conversation, but you know what I'm saying? That's great. You got Davion Mitchell, who's the scrap master. You got Keegan Murray. Who was a terrific player and not a and he was the least talked about rookie in the friggin' draft cycle. Dog. Yeah, he could shoot, man. He's this he, he came in ready to be an NBA player, man. 
Yep, sniper. Yeah. So, uh, so I don't know, man. I do. I had to show the Kings some love, man, because yeah, they don't get enough love from anybody in general. Light the friggin' beam, man. Honestly, <laughs> I would love to see them. Uh, I would love to see them uh, make a little run in the playoffs, man. That right. would be really fun. They're fun to watch too. Very fun to watch. Very fun. And then lastly, here, man, we can just touch on the East, so we don't neglect okay. the East. Uh, not not sure. as big of a conversation here in the East, um, but at the end of the day. Um, there is an upper echelon, in my opinion, man, which obviously, you know, is going to be the Milwaukee Bucks mm-hmm. and going to be my Boston Celtics. Okay. Right. I think, you know, some people like to throw, they want to throw the Sixers in there. Mm-hmm. I'll and see it, I guess I would understand, but as a Celtics fan, I'm coming from a biased perspective. Like we spank them every time we ever seen them in the playoffs. Trey right. Young got them out of here, man. I don't have much else to say. They right. got to prove it to me in the playoffs, man. And the big thing is Embiid, can he get through the playoffs without picking up a knack? Okay, without breaking his face, without breaking his finger. You know right. what I'm saying? Because yeah. we have literally never seen that pretty much. Yeah. So uh, for me, it's Boston and Milwaukee. Honestly, I'm not – listen, I'm not saying I think we're not going to make the finals. But for me, right. as a favorite right now, Milwaukee's got to Milwaukee. be the favorite. I feel like with Milwaukee too, they're showing a lot of character because they're losing with or not, excuse me, winning without um, Giannis. So and bro, how good they were without Middleton. Yeah, exactly. So you're they've shown that they're good without their two big dogs. You know what I mean? So honestly, I I agree with you. I think they're the favorites to come out the East. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully they don't because I obviously want the Celtics to come out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At the sure, end of the day, sure. I'm just being honest here, but uh, yeah, you know, sure. like I, but truthfully, man. You know, I think they got to be the favorites just the way they've been playing, the way the Celtics have been playing lately. One team has obviously been better, you know. And right. Drew, man, listen, I know Drew's had his issues, maybe shot creating the playoffs, but just another phenomenal – like, that's what people always say when I try to big up Drew Holiday. Oh, what about the playoffs? Blah, blah, blah. Okay, man, listen, Drew Holiday's a phenomenal defender. He's a very good player. He can make shots when you need him to. He can distribute yeah. the ball, averaging 20, 27-5, man, with all NBA defense, like – yeah, the guy's terrific, man. Listen, yeah. I'm the biggest Marcus Smart fan you'll find. Mm-hmm. Hear a lot of Celtics fans saying Smart's better than Drew Holiday. Oof. Can't necessarily <laughs> get behind that one, man. At the end of the day, <laughs> and I love me some Smart, and I think it's probably closer than people think. But Drew Holiday's a fucking stud, man, and I think That's he a, a little, a little bit more respect from uh, these people over in Bo- Bean Town. But you know how they get down, Isaiah. Boston yeah. fans are fucking crazy. So <laughs> yeah, hey, I have a. I have another question for you for the Go East, ahead, man. man. If the playoffs started today, it'd be the 76ers and Knicks. Do you ooh, think the ooh, Knicks ooh. might give the 76ers some problems? Absolutely, I do. I don't know if they would win. I don't I know. I think if they that's would going win. six or seven. Yeah, I think that's going. I think that's going at least six. Yeah, I think so. And I think the Knicks would like really like beat them down for the next round too. <laughs> like I, I, I don't think they're coming out of that like. No, and you, like, bro, this that's I, great, man. I think they have an X factor, man. And I think this guy I really like is Quentin Grimes, man. Quentin, oh my! Yeah, I think he's, he's the type of player man. that would make that would just make Harden's life a little more difficult than he would want it to be. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying he's locking him down, obviously, but yeah. And you know, IQ is coming into his own. Randall, apparently, after being terrible last year, is like a really good player again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and, and Julius Randle, you know, I was listening to a podcast just the other week. Shout out Sam Bassini and the Game Theory, man. Um, and they, and him and Mark Schindler were just talking about 
have you ever seen a weirder career than Julius Randle? Like, bro, comes Not in really. top ten pick, breaks his leg, okay, yeah. puts in the time. They call him an empty stats on a bad team guy. He joins the Knicks. He plays incredibly good winning basketball for one season. And then the next season he stinks. And then this season he's like almost all NBA again. So I am happy yeah. for him, you know, because I love watching him in college and in Dallas when he was in high school, man. Yeah. I'm happy for him, but we don't need to go too much on Julius Randle, man. But <laughs> do you think do you think there are any other like the Cavaliers, man? <sighs> um, Cavs can make a run too. Um those two guards get hot, Isaiah. There's no stop. Yeah, Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell are disgusting. Man. Say, they get hot for three backcourt. games, bro. That could be a playoff yeah. series. Yeah, they yeah they can definitely. And Donovan Mitchell low-key show up in the postseason, too. People forget, like, you know what I mean? Like, he, he – Yeah, he showed up in Disney, man. that's for sure. Yeah, he showed up in Disney. Um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not okay. Let me not do him like that. He has, he it, has more performances than just Disney. I just had to get the joke off. Uh, he showed up his rookie season. Didn't he? Um, he knocked out Russ and PG his yep. rookie season. Yep. So yeah, yeah like, credit to Joe Ingles for that one too. Yeah, Joe Ingles was. Now see, that's the yeah. thing, Isaiah. This is why basketball is funny, man. Because Paul George is way better than Joe Ingles, but Joe Ingles had that man in fucking jail that playoffs. Oh my gosh! Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a it was a mental warfare for for Paul George, man. Because Joe Ingles was. Was not Paul George, who notably can't be the best player on a championship team, according to himself. Goodness, yeah. Honestly, that's a whole other. Honestly, we could even do. We could. We should talk about that next episode. NBA players and their podcast, man. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, that'd be a dope uh, episode to talk about. Because that's, I think that's an interesting conversation. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I think that's about to do it for the unnamed podcast episode one, man. Um, yeah. This is a pleasure, man. We went probably a little longer than we thought, but you know that's probably likely to happen. Yeah, um, I was expected. But no, this was a great first episode, man. A pleasure, Isaiah. Yeah. Amazing. Hope man. you enjoy Thank the you rest so of your Sunday, bro. Of course, man. And we'll be back yeah. next week, most likely, probably Sunday, maybe a little earlier, if anything. Um, if sure. not, we'll be recording on Sunday. Looking forward to having a name and some guests in the future, man. Sure. Um, if there's anybody, people who listen, want to hear on the show. You know, please, uh, you know, send us recommendations. Um, I'm at Twitter at on Luca underscore Gainer. Isaiah, what's your ad again? Um, at iBarber Zero. Um, IG at at iBarber Zero. Hundred so. percent. We've already got some. You know, we've got some guests in mind here. We'd love to have on and see. You know, we do like the human element, Isaiah. But we know our basketball man. I think you know yeah. we just you know we just talk we about basketball it. for you know we went a little overboard like we said, but you know, we really <laughs> yeah. know our stuff as well. We're not just here, people saying, "Oh, be for nice sure. to the players." You know, we actually you know we know some basketball as well, man. So yeah, for uh, sure. you know, this was a great first episode, man. I'm already look. I'm already looking forward to episode two, man. Yeah, episode two is gonna be dope, man. I already have a feeling. Yeah, it's gonna be super dope. So, all right, sure, man. Well, you enjoy the rest of your weekend, man. And uh, everybody will be back, man. Appreciate you, bro. Have a good weekend. Peace. All right, peace.